kind of thing? I made a thing. Um, hold on, I gotta find it now. StreamYard keeps changing stuff. All right, hopefully y'all can hear this. That's so awesome. <laughs> I made an intro. It's terrible with free music I found on YouTube, but it's also royalty free music that we can use on YouTube. It's we a, need it's to a very have, nice theme song. It is. We need Sorry. to have your friend write one though, because nothing is better than Mug Cake Monday song theme song. I was just gonna say that. I will email Randy. Randy, if you watch this, because you know everybody should watch this, make <laughs> us a theme song. Of course he does. Yeah. Because everybody's always I gotta readjust my. I keep saying that, that my camera hits the top of my head, and it just is such a weird angle. I mean, I I was just choking on my gummy worms, so she was. <laughs> I was about to fly upstairs. <clears throat> but yeah, welcome to Book Talk Live, everybody! Yay! Woohoo! This is gonna be like our new lineup. Melissa's <laughs> little. That's her Book Talk Live dance. That's my everything. <laughs> I have no other moves. Yeah, so we're going to do this um, as much as we can from now on, because this is fun. Yes. And we were talking about how coming up with 20 books a week, like I, I did it, but I'm like, oh my God, that's 40 books. We were running out of That books. was a lot. Yeah, I can't do that again. No, well, so we've gotten so some easier. requests for podcasts, too. And yeah. Alyssa, apparently Deanna is going to save us. Okay. You, you I can do a whole in. hour on podcasts just by myself. I'm pretty sure. Of course you can. Yeah, because like uh, my podcasts are, are NSFW, but like. Yeah. Mine are boring. They're like. Yeah. Reuters, Reuters International News, BBC, you know, BBC America. It's like just news stations and criminal. With so we all don't don't talk really about them now because we're going to do a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot so of people expect librarians to do podcasts all the time, but we're like, no. Some of us I don't, don't even listen to, to NPR. Them. I just want, gas. I just want to consume them. <laughs> but we all listen to true crime podcasts. Not me. Well, well, technically, is it true crime if it's period? I mean, it's it's okay. We all listen to crime podcasts. Okay, occasionally, yes. <clears throat> yeah, not religiously like some people. Not naming anybody in particular. I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's going to be fun. So yeah. put that on the calendar, Danny. We we've got it, but like Alyssa and I have to do some research. <laughs> yeah, we gotta look up. <laughs> podcast to listen to now no Maybe that's okay a podcast of podcasts yeah yeah podcast well, for people to help them find podcasts i've been researching and i think that if i pull the audio out from our book talk live videos which really isn't that hard to do with um some of the free stuff that's out there we can easily turn this into a podcast so we can have both so it can be a podcast and a facebook live youtube show can I, can I just go, and I'm Phoebe Judge, and this is criminal. <laughs> we'll have to get the news soundtrack. We have to, you have to come up with a, um, a, a catchy podcast title. Yeah. I've been calling this a talk show. I'm like, yeah, I'm on a talk show with everybody at work. Yeah. <laughs> a book talk show. Yeah. Actually, I think it's more of like a hair assessment show. Because we usually spend a lot of time talking about our hair. We do. Like, especially when Danny first got her rainbow hair. That was amazing. We can't hair. help it that we all have really great hair. Yes. Yeah, it's really poofy today. I don't know. It's not that humid out either, but. It's enough. It's, enough. it's all about the flip, though. Like, whether you've got the flip. Danny's got a good flip skill. It is. The flip is essential. I mean, I got a mullet going on now again, so. <laughs> All right. So, uh, new for, oh, wait. Um, this is Book Talk Live with the weirdos at MacArthur Library. <laughs> Great podcast title right there. Yes. Yes. The weirdos at MacArthur. There you go. There you go. Got a title. Uh, I'm Danny, the teen services librarian. I'm Melanie, adult services manager. 
I'm Deanna, the children's librarian. And I'm Alyssa, children's assistant. All right. And we are going to do another book speed round for everybody because y'all seem to like that. So it's 30 seconds, right? Yeah. It causes us anxiety, oh, but we'll it do it for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me get. Are you timing, Danny, or do you want I me can to time? time? Oh, God. I think. I'm I almost forgot nervous. to do that. Timer. All right. No, I don't want 15 minutes. Delete. Kind of. We might. I yeah. mean, that would be easier. 30 okay. seconds is amazingly hard to do. It's so hard. As we found out last time. You can't get off track at all. It's like, it's kind of fun though. Cause like once you get going, you're like, yes, I'm going to try to make the 30 seconds. So I had a thought while I was typing up the list of books for um, our, our comment section. Should we introduce the title of the book and then start the 30 seconds? Yes. Anything oh, okay. to shave off some time. All right. So you like two those, seconds. those four seconds are super important on the end. <laughs> they are. Especially if you have like a long title or a hard to pronounce author's name. Yeah. And if you right. hit 30 seconds, we're doing this. <laughs> Just kidding. You How did you do that? I have a camera that has a little thingy on it. Oh. A little slidey thing. Oh, wait. Me too. It's my thumb. Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> All right. So who's going to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. I think my book is first on the shelf too. All right. I have to get my notes. Get ready. Oh, you I have notes? It, I think falling was the first one, right? Yeah. I wrote notes too after last time. I wrote like sticky notes on each one of them for talking points. Yeah, you, documents. Yeah. You have to like, cause it gets better. Like it. <laughs> okay. So we're okay. doing falling first. Yep. All right. Let me, I'm going to Okay, the book is Falling by T.J. Newman. Okay, so this is a debut title that came out this summer. Debut author, and it is a flight attendant who wrote this book while she was um, flying around on the red eye from coast to coast and came up with the stuff, did a tremendous amount of research. Um, it's probably really good that there's not that many people flying right now or that I'm not flying right now because it would be terrifying if you just read this book. Like, don't take this if you're going to go, ah, don't take it off. You're going to go on a plane. The premise is that there's this pilot and his family, he's told you've got to crash the plane or you lose your family. Hard yeah. choices. <laughs> nope. I'm glad you got that in. Oh, wait, I forgot wait, to put the comment in. I was going to go like this, but then I realized... <laughs> it, it only hid me. It goes so fast. I had okay, like it's a summer page turner with creative enough to deserve its its place on the New York Times lists. Okay, so is that the example that I have that is set for me? I can actually ignore the thirty seconds. No, yeah. no, no. You have you have to try. You you aim for the thirty seconds. Okay. It's very so Mel has to try harder next time. Okay, you ready? Who's who's going? You're going. Me. Yeah, let's see yeah. how you do. Okay, which, which one? Which book am I doing? Does it matter? That would matter. be your choice. Okay. Oh, no, this one's too hard to do first. I'll do this one first. So this is, um, let's pretend it never happened. Um, let's pretend this never happened, a mostly true memoir, and it's by Jenny Lawson. Go. Oh, yeah, I already started you. Okay, so Jenny Lawson um, did this blog that was absolutely hilarious. She's the blog S. And this book is so stinking funny. So she tells stories about her life growing up. She grew up in Wall, Texas, um, which was like just this little podunk town. They were super poor. Her dad did like random things and it's just all these random stories and you will definitely laugh out loud. It's very irreverent. So I'm putting that disclaimer in. That's so, an SAT uh, word. Do you remember uh, Copernicus the monkey? In, in that this? Yeah. I remember um, the squirrel puppet. So there's a, a, a stuffed monkey that she finds at a thrift store that has no face. And she names it Copernicus. And I remember reading that when it first came out and laughing so hard that we were crying because she chased her husband around the thrift store with the faceless monkey. I remember her chasing, yeah. 
I thought I would be terrified. It was a squirrel. Oh, her dad did the because he was into taxidermy. Yes. Yeah. Well, isn't that the one that has in a box under her bed? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. It's not for everyone. I think I actually mentioned it with her latest one, Furiously Happy. We talked about that one on the, but she's a, she's a good one. They're a little disturbing, but good. Yeah. The outtakes are, um, yes, <laughs> the outtakes, no. if you listen to the audiobook, are maybe the funniest part. I'm all set with that monkey. Terrifying. <laughs> 100% no. I, like she says, she says things as the monkey, like, a hug is like a strangle that you haven't finished yet. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I'll go next. All right. You go okay. next. Yeah. Go, Alyssa, go. All right. Hey, I've got my timer ready. So my book is Daughter of Sparta by Claire M. Andrews, which is also fairly new. So this is a kind of retelling of Daph the Daphne story. Um, in this sense, Daphne was raised in Sparta as a warrior, um, and she spent her whole life that way. And then she gets ambushed by Artemis, and in order to save her brother, uh, she has to retrieve nine missing items that were stolen from Olympus with Apollo, and obviously stuff happens. I'm a sucker for Greek mythology, so, and it's a quest, so, yeah, sign me up. I'm on board. Oh, good job. That Boom. was like the closest so far. Yeah. Boom. I'm going to read that it one looks today. Good. I love the cover, too. I do. cover's gorgeous. And it's a James Patterson Presents, so you know it's good. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's good that he works with he he works with authors. Like he really does encourage authors from what the authors say. Yeah, he has great. a lot of um, imprints and stuff, especially in the teen department. Yeah, and he does a lot of not generic books too. A little bit of diversity, not quite as yeah. much as the Rick Riordan ones, but they were cool. agreed. All right. Now I'm psyched to break into that one probably later today. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, I'm tempted to grab one of mine too. I've got so much going on though. All right, so my first one is 16 Scandals by Sophie Jordan. Um, and I grabbed it because it looks like a Bridgerton read-alike for teens. Uh, it's called an irreverent Regency romp. Um, so 16-year-old Primrose Ainsworth is on a wayward birthday adventure through London with a mysterious hero. Perfect for fans of My Lady Jane. I have never read My Lady Jane. I haven't. I read this love My Lady Jane. Um, so it's she on her birthday. She puts on a mask and runs away to Vauxhall. 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 Yeah. I don't know how to say it? Vauxhall, Vauxhall Gardens. Yeah. Which is like, oh no, scandalous. But then there's mischief and romance. Looks cute. Love it. I might actually add that to my TV now. No I have the hands books, the My Lady Jane, the Jane series. That's Jane Seymour. It's Cheryl. Jane and the other two Janes. She has a She's new our... one out about Mary, Contrary Mary, My Contrary yes. Mary, about Mary, Queen of Scots. They're so funny. Highly recommend. If you Cheryl says that. that she has 16 scandals on her reading list and that I need to read My Lady Jane. <laughs> Maybe we should all, we should all read it. We should all do we should do Since a book you were club talking moment. about Greek mythology, I'm, I've picked my next book. Okay. Cuz I have one about Greek mythology too. Okay, I'm going to try really hard. Okay, so my next book is The Maidens by Alex Michaelides. So, um his debut was The Silent Patient, came out in 2019. It was a fantastic debut novel. It did amazingly well. And so this is his follow-up. It's gotten mixed reviews. Some people really love it. Some people really hate it. It's about this college professor in Cambridge who develops this weird relationship with a group of beautiful young women called the maidens. But then it goes back to all of these um, Greek myths as well. And he does this really interesting stuff where he has like play, pays tribute to Tennyson and he pays tribute to the um, Wilkie Collins woman in white with naming his characters Fosca and Mariana. 
I want them to be like the main ads. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right either. I, look at that. I did it um, pretty close. But I, 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 I really liked it. The ending, <laughs> meh. Didn't love the ending. Hate when that happens. Yeah, yeah. but I tried you to invest and you love this book, and then the ending, you're like, oh man. Yeah, I mean, one of the reviews was kind of the Washington Post was like, you know what? He probably went to the well one too many times, meaning, <laughs> you know, which is kind of harsh. And I'm like, seriously, like his first book was really good. And he does this interesting thing. Well, I think it was savage. Yeah, it was pretty savage. But yeah. I mean, not, you know, it was deservedly so because in the age of Me Too, this is not cool in, in you know, in a lot of ways. So the reviewers' comments, I think, were appropriate. All right, Deanna, you're up. What book? Okay. So I'm not normally like the biggest rule follower. I mean, you may have noticed, but um, mm -hmm. when is my 30 seconds up? When I hear the didink, didink, or is that a countdown? That's 30 seconds. I mean, theoretically, when you hear the alarm go off, that's 30 seconds. Okay. I, I, I just want to make sure I know I'm what's very happening. very good about actually keeping time, though. Yeah, we try, we try. It's more, I think it's it, half the battle is trying to get your review in 30 seconds. Yeah. What's the, what's the thing on Pirates of, of the Caribbean? The They're more a set of guidelines. Yeah. They're more guidelines, really. Parlay. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, the well, I'm going to bring more us a guidelines and actual rules. I'm just yeah. going to put plant our feet firmly on that the ground be. with my next 30 second book talk, which is The Future We Choose Surviving the Climate Crisis by Christina, can't say her last name, and Tom Karnak. So um, these guys were architects of the 2015 Paris Agreement on Climate Change, where like 195 countries unanimously said, yeah, let's let's be better. Um, but this is cool because a lot of these books I find like make me feel a little bit hopeless, like it, we're doomed. Yeah. But this one is really cool. It goes to 2050 and tells you what's going to happen if we continue the course we're on now. But it also gives this really optimistic view of how it could be if we all do our part. And it gives you things that you can do that like actually seem attainable. Um, so nonfiction, um, not optimistic. Um, like a happy fun novel, like Miss Jane or whatever you guys are talking about, but more optimistic than most climate change books. All right. So what's one thing that we can do that's attainable? Um, time. So like compost, you can compost. In fact, I got a compost bin for us here at the library, which I haven't started doing yet because I have to be responsible for taking it. So. There's one of, one of the towns in Maine, I want to say Portland is they don't they do like a, a curbside compost? yeah a lot of towns do that yeah sorry but i gave you double time because somebody was at my door and needed my attention right away <laughs> so you got extra time but climate change is very important so it is yes we've talked yeah, about mean, the polar bears before oh yeah Ugh. and cheryl says she needs that one she's always so depressed but that one sounds less depressing yeah i mean you know it's like a every other chapter thing but so you go way down, but then you're like, oh, okay, this, this could work. <laughs> There's hope for us yet. There is. Okay, let's see how Alyssa does. She's Alyssa's right. really got this down. She rocks I'm, it. She's like, she's she's thinking about, about exactly what she's going to say. Okay, you ready? Yeah. I'll, All right. Go ahead and say your author first. I'm pretty pumped about next one because I like the author. But the next one is uh, The Box in the Woods by Maureen Johnson. I've read her Truly Devious series, which is a series that takes place before this. It is a murder mystery set in a private school in Vermont, and this teenager is obsessed with true crime and tries to solve that murder from like 1950-something or whatever, or maybe 1920s, I can't remember. Anyway, this is set in the summer after those events, and it takes place at a summer camp, very Jason Voorhees-esque, and there's a murder at a summer camp, and the 1970s and she asked to come and be part of a podcast but then people start dying so there you go good job that was really per i mean you really got this down that makes me not want to do a podcast anymore never mind <laughs> <laughs> this is the only like mystery murder book like i've ever read the truly devious series we read that in my last book group and we were obsessed with it but i'd never read any type of book like this. I'd never met, read a murder mystery before, but I was obsessed with it. And I liked the history part of it 
from the other one where it was set at this private school and it was this whole very Gatsby murder and the plot was very intricate and stuff. And it was three books of anxiety, but I loved it. So when I found out she was doing this set in a summer camp, I was like, yes, why not? Please give I, it to I me. Read, I read way too many murder mysteries and all it does is make me extremely paranoid. <laughs> So I, I want, just want to throw out there that we can do a podcast. We just can't do a podcast while we're at summer camp. Okay. Yeah. So we're all set. Don't go on your own to summer camp. <laughs> Too I think, many you know, I think we horror should have movies like, are there. We should yeah. have like MacArthur summer camp day and do something fun outside. I think that sounds fun. I won't yeah, but go outside. I think other people would want to go outside. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, can we not do it in the sun? Yeah. Can you like go... <laughs> Like okay, a, wait. Let's have uh, MacArthur Camp Day for most of us, and then for Alyssa, Danny, and Brooke, they can have their own like rainy day summer camp, In, indoor powwow, MC '80s movies. It'll be great. Yes. <laughs> Please, let's do this. Okay, Jeff will say yes. I ask. Yeah, Jeff will say yes, especially if we all gang up on it. <laughs> I, I just signed up to take it. I read the book about Geraldine Largay who got lost in the woods. And I just signed up for an L.O.B. Compass class so that I know how to, you know. Just make sure it points north. Just hold it. Well, I think there's more to I think there's more to <laughs> it. You know, like, it's I, know. I have one and I always say to myself, like, lots of good this is going to do me. Just get a GPS machine. I used to go geocaching with my parents. It's not that hard. Just input the coordinates. You're fine. So that's like every time I'll help you. I can build a fire. Like, Come to my like, house. Turn north onto blah 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 road, and I'm like GPS lady. I don't know which way is north. Yeah, north. Come on, <laughs> Karen. Just tell me which direction to go in. Yeah, left or right? This way or that way? Mm -hmm. Did you just you go wrong way? And you're recalibrating. Yeah. Did you just say Karen? Tell me which. Yeah, way my yeah. GPS's name is Karen. I'm not going to apologize for that. It's been that since I was 17. <laughs> when I had a mounted map, not MapQuest, but that big oh, block thing. Yeah. Mom Tom? What? No. What's it called? Garmin? No. I think it's from MapQuest, and it was this giant thing that my parents got me. <laughs> no. <laughs> you have to mount it to your car. And it like all comes back around. Computer. <laughs> I got rid of it as soon as I got my phone. Google is my master now. <laughs> I'm looking it up. I, like it's all just like the the navigation ones on your phone now. Yeah. Anyway, I go mock outdoor living course for you, Mel, if you're really interested. Yeah, I totally am. I, I I want somebody else to come and take the map class with me, but then I figured probably no one would be interested, so I just signed up for it. When is it? 15th of September. I'll go. It's a Wednesday. It's four hours. And I figured it would just be a good thing. And to pass at the end, they dump you off in the woods and you have to find your way out. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. If they do that, guys are so screwed. <laughs> Please take pictures. In that case, I'm bringing Nips bottles. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I'm going to bring a loaf of bread and leave the trail of crumbs. Make you bring snacks. <laughs> No, seriously, yeah, I'll do it with you, Melanie. Okay, I'll send you the link. So, so Melanie, you would get along with Jen, who, like, we go on a trail skate, like a, a five-mile trail skate in Freiburg that is literally behind the... Tourist center. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's got her, her water backpack. What are they called? Hy Hydropack? Yeah. Uh Camelback? Yeah, the Camelback. And it's got like a compass, the emergency whistle, bug spray, a full first aid kit, snacks, a Bowie knife. I'm like, honey. <laughs> How long do you think we're going to be out here for? She's honey, like, well, you, you never know what we don't know. I'm like, the road is right there. <laughs> I used to hike with my friend Ray all the time. And it like, I always, you know, depending on who I'm hiking with, I bring emergency gear. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go do this eight-mile hike. And uh, uh, I brought an apple. Yeah. <laughs> Every <laughs> time. That's all he'd bring. He'd bring an apple. 
So I started just bringing like double food because he was always very underprepared. I avoid all of this by not hiking anywhere. <laughs> so I had a friend went hiking on Blue Job Mountain in uh, Stratford, New Hampshire last summer, and they went down one of the knot trails and ended up on the backside of the oh, mountain no. in a downpour. Yeah, you could totally do that yeah. up there. There's a lot of like weird little offshoot trails up there. Like it's, it would be really easy to get yeah. turned around. Yeah. And then they were like, are you going to climb to the top of the fire station with us? And I was like, no, no, <laughs> no, I'm going to stay down here on the ground where I'm not going to plummet to my doom. I wonder where that is. Cause my summer camp was in Stratford as well. Yeah. And that might've been our day summer camp. No. <laughs> Well, they didn't well, we didn't have podcasts camp. back then. <laughs> no, we didn't have service, period. So, <laughs> like, one working computer in the staff lounge that we weren't allowed to use. Yeah, see, right. see I'm, I'm old enough to just know, like, you know, we didn't have computers. We had nothing. We had a, a party line at our camp. Like, you'd have to wait until somebody else got off the phone and a I mean, rotary dial. We had the antenna that you would have to sit outside and rotate so that you could get like PBS. <laughs> all right, my next book. I'm cheating for this one. I just want you all to know I did not write this book review. Uh, Juliet wrote this book review for us and it is on our website now. I think this is that Juliet wrote this one. Gotta double check now. Where's my list? Yeah, Juliet wrote this one. So I am reviewing The Darkest Minds by Alexandra Bracken as written by Teen, Valentine Juliet. So it's the first book in a captivating and exciting trilogy that takes place in a dystopian society. The story is centered around a future America where 90% of all of the children aged 10 or older die from an unknown cause while the remaining 10% continue to survive with newfound abilities. This book follows one girl, Ruby Daly, who may be one of the most special, as she strives to tear down the wall that drives the nation's suffering people from its government secrets. Oh, that's actually really not a bad good. written review. That's a good she written, written a review. Really good one. Yeah, like there's more to that. So if you go on our on the team website or Facebook, you can find it. Um, and she talks about like trends in protagonists, and I'm like, wow, Julia, you gotta write some more reviews. Yeah, uh, I've read that one. She's an amazing artist as well. Oh, like yes. amazing artist. Just Cheryl says that she loves The Darkest Mind so much, but didn't hate the adaptation. She never finished the series though. So according to Juliet, you should write. You should write. You should read all three because they're really good. I also only read the first one, but I liked it. I just I don't know why I didn't continue. I also watched the movie, which was a mistake. That usually is. It usually is, but I did it anyway because I like to s cause myself pain. <laughs> I did like, there are a lot of music references in that book that I like, like a lot of classic rock. Um, Allman Brothers Band, Leonard Skinner, because it takes place kind of like South of Carolina-esque, Virginia area, I think. So... Yeah, Cheryl I didn't liked like the movie. movie. I'm sorry, Cheryl. <laughs> I have that a lot sounded of so sincere, Alyssa. I'm oh, sorry. I feel bad that I don't like it. I wanted to. <laughs> I've been yeah. I've created by adaptations. All of my favorites have been ruined. Sometimes Perfect. several times. We've it's just about the way it goes. Worst, worst movie adaptation ever. Rick Riordan and Ella Enchanted. Percy Jackson. Oh, the Percy Jackson, so bad. We don't yeah. talk about it. We're gonna wait until the plus does it better. I was gonna say, I'm like, I'm excited about the new series. I think the worst one um, in recent memory for me is Ready Player One. Oh, I didn't oh, really dislike uh, it. I hated the, the movie. movie. I love my the book. Hated the movie. I liked the second book too. I didn't think I was gonna do it. I literally just read it a couple of weeks ago because I was like, oh, I'm not gonna like it, and I've had it in my device for the, a year and finally I read it and I liked it. It 
it's okay. They've ruined Shadowhunters for me twice. So I'm really upset with everybody who is involved in that. I don't even want to see them attempt it a third time if they try. I don't think she's going to. Okay. Are you going to time me, Danny, or do you want me to time myself? I can time you. No. All right. I'm, I'm no timing yourself. All right. I'm going to try to do this in 30 seconds. All right. What book are we going for? Okay. I'm doing Nighthawks by um, Ellie Griffiths. And this is what I'm reading right now. It's um, the 13th in a very solid British mystery series. Um, the cool thing about this is that the author has these characters that are flawed and they have sort of messy relationships, but they, it seems more re realistic because of that. Ruth Galloway is the main character. She's an archaeologist who's called in to do police investigations when needed. And this is definitely the kind of read that if you like Anne Cleves, you'd like Ellie Griffiths. It's what I'm reading right now. 30 seconds. Did it. Yay. <clears throat> yeah. That's because I went right from my notes. I think if you read right from your notes, you're okay. Yeah, it's better. I could do that for my next one because when I pulled this off the shelf, The Birth of Venus, it had a staff pick in it. And I was like, ooh. And I was like, oh, I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been around for a while because I didn't even remember doing it. So should I try? Do you think I can read that in 30 seconds? Yeah, or, go yeah. for it. Okay, first, let me, it's The Birth of Venus. Um, I'm a historical fiction nut. So um, this is by Sarah Dunant, if that's how you say her name. <clears throat> okay. A riveting coming-of-age tale set in the 15th century Florence. Alessandra Chichi is an intelligent, artistic, and spirited young woman who chooses not to recognize the limitations placed on her sex. But at what cost to her family? An amazingly told story filled with rich historical details and compelling characters. The Birth of Venus is a must read for fans of Girl with a Pearl Earring. And then my keywords were Florentine history, art, political turmoil, love, betrayal, religion, philosophy, seduction, imagination. Ooh, that was right on target. It's fantastic. 30 seconds. Perfect. So much so that I recommended it twice, apparently. <laughs> I love historical fiction. So I was saying to Danny today, like we could do one that's all historical fiction because it's a thing. We would have an audience for that. Yeah. Um, and Danny kind of went, bram, bram. well, I kindly <laughs> pointed out that books set in the 90s are now considered historical fiction. Yeah. That's right, girls. If next, maybe 10 years, they might be. We move a decade further. No, what one was, there was one about September 11th, and it was listed uh, under historical fiction. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. I was like, what? Wow. It's that's one. Yeah. Well, that's, our, you know, now, like, the music I listened to when I was a teenager, I sound like a grandma. So I, I recently found out that the music I listened to in high school is now considered dad rock. Yeah, or classic what? rock. Like, and I'll be like, and this that. classic from blah, blah. And I'm like, great. Yeah. I'm like, I listened to Disturbed and like Limp Biscuit, and now they're dad rock? Yeah. <laughs> My stuff's back in. My emo stuff's back in now. I'm yes, pretty happy about that. <laughs> yep. I got no problem with that. These kids walking around like they knew. They knew it's, our struggles. It's great when you yeah. find out you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready, Alyssa? I think so. Okay. All right. My next book is Reverie by Ryan Lasala, which I read a few years ago. Um, this is very Inception. If you like Inception, this will mess you up. I also did not miss the ending, which very rarely happens. I was very excited about that. This kid, Kane, wakes up with no memories and follows who he thinks are his friends around and tries to find clues to what happened to his memory. He's not sure they're actually his friends. They just say they are. So he has, like, he doesn't trust anyone, but he has to. So they try to find out and they go in and out of dreams and it's really messed up, but it's really well done. And I read his other book this year, Bedazzled, which is about 
to uh, gay teens who compete in Comic-Con cosplay competition, which was adorable. So Ryan LaSalle is now my best friend. And I love everything he writes. Cheryl says, Cheryl says she also loves that one. I took me by surprise. I was like, what's happening? But I like it. And then at the end, I was blown away, which doesn't happen. Usually I can guess. I'm really bad at that. Like I can, it's my husband's fault because he makes me think more about like where stuff's going and I can't help it. Yeah. Cheryl says, I forgot about that part. Godmother is how I always sell reverie. I mean, yeah, what I said didn't sell you. Drag queen fairy godmother will. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know why I thought of this, but Deanna, do you remember what was that book that had an orange cup uh, illumination or something? Oh, uh, the illuminate files. I, I loved the first one and I hated anything subsequent. I only they, read the first one. Did they? Because the second one was just terrible. I loved the first one. I, I think because I heard so many people say they didn't care for the second one, I, did, I just skipped it. I wonder if it came out with a third one. So it's yes. supposed to be a trilogy, I think. Yes, there was a third one. I don't remember what the title was, though. I don't know what made me think of something Alyssa said made me think of that book. <clears throat> I don't yeah, know I why. loved that, too. It was so good on audio. Yeah, it was a great, but the first one was great, but then it just fell apart. Second one, I didn't even finish the second one. It was so bad. So the third, the second one is Jemina. And Gemina. the third one, Gemina, thank you. And the third one is Obsidio. Okay, you ready, Danny? Cheryl says she couldn't get into it either. Yeah, I don't like the format. I can't get into the, that format. It's hard. It I got it weird. as an arc with like half of the image mis images missing. And I was like, I can't read this. Like half the story is in the images. Yeah. Yeah. That's Try the funny. audio. The audio was fantastic. And it everything was very clear because they did different sounds and voices. And it was a whole full production thing. A whole thing. All right. So this one is also another review by a volunteer. This is Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo, read, uh, reviewed by Volunteer Amelia. So she says, this book follows the multiple perspectives of six very different protagonists in their impossible heist. The Six of Crows gives flashbacks that show old rivalries and romances that also give background information and depth to the story. It follows the theme that friendship can be found in the most odd of situations. When I first read The Six of Crows, I couldn't put it down. It's a true page turner that does a great job of making you feel how the characters feel. I enjoy the idea of, that all of the di characters differ from each other. And she says, lastly, the story doesn't end there. It's part of the Shadow and Bone series. Plus, it has a sequel. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of your favorites, right, Alyssa? Yeah, it is. And it will destroy you. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and I, I cried so hard. You have no, I'm not over it after King of Scars. Not over it. Especially not over it. Never over it. <laughs> nope. Can't wait till I feature it in the show. I haven't read it. I'm going to read the entire it. World. I'm, talk amongst yourself for just a moment while I see if it's in Hoopla. <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's on that. Yeah, this, the TV show is on Netflix. No, I want to read the book. Oh. No. I think it, I'm pretty sure it's in Cloud Library. I'll lend you my copy, like, tomorrow. I'll bring it in. Then I would have to read it, right? I have. Or we have it on audio. We might have it on audio. Oh, this is really funny. It's actually in German. They have the German, but they don't. Read it in German. They yeah. have the German, but they don't have my language skills. Read it aloud in German. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> no, Six of Crows is worth it. Hundred percent. To learn. It's German. worth learning German. Yes. Is, I know a little. That is, a, that yeah. is some kind of a recommendation right there. I know a little bit of German. I know a little bit of German, just enough to get me in trouble. So it is in the the in the cloud library. Okay, well then I could put it on hold from cloud library. Yeah, or it can miraculously it. make it happen in other locations. We have the power. <laughs> All right, this is my next read. Um, 
It is the last thing he told me by Laura Dave. Are you timing me? Not yet. Don't open my phone back up. Okay. Start talking quick. You get a few okay. extra seconds. <laughs> so this is this is a Reese Witherspoon book, and honestly, Reese Witherspoon's books have been really good, and a lot of them have been made into movies and TV shows, um, Big Little Lies, a lot of other stuff. I'm trying not to get off topic, but the concept is that Hannah is married for one year to a man that she loves deeply, and then he disappears, and leaving her and her stepdaughter to establish a relationship. Um, the daughter finds this big bag of cash in her in her locker at school, and the husband was working on this weird so, uh, software thing, and it's the in high demand. The FBI gets involved. Um, this book has staying power. It's been on the New York Times. It's been on the New York Times list for a couple of months, so I think that you'll see it around for a while. A strong addition to her. It's on the New York Times list. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. I failed that time. I'm but but there, there's important details we needed to hear. Yeah. I, and I really am kind of excited about it. I'm try, I, I tried to pick things that were on the New York Times bestseller list recently. Did you guys print out your, like, I have the real book here. Did you print out? There's too many holes. Checked out. You know, what we should yeah. do is find someplace in the library where we can put those up. Like, did you miss Book Talk Live? Here's the books we talked about. Yeah, these all of these have amazing amounts of holds. Like Falling has something like 250 holds on it right now. We can put them in a like a three-ring binder and just be like book talk live books. Yeah. I, I still think we should, you know, on the landing upstairs, I still think we should do some kind of like a big bulletin board or whiteboard where you can put what you're reading. Yeah. You know, that all the staff can put what they're reading so that people can ask about it. I used to put it on my desk down below, but nobody ever saw it because it was too low. People are looking like this they're not looking we have the glass markers now we have the glass we can write on the glass oh, Maybe yeah. after summer reading we could put it on the glass i'm gonna go do that great idea i kind of right. like the glass i know we're not supposed to you know like oh wait it's my turn isn't it i don't hate it it's fun to draw on and it's like it's great for the little ones that come upstairs to use the computer with their parents because they're like, they're bored, they're wandering around and I'm like, hey, here's a marker, draw on the desk. And they're like, really? <laughs> yeah, we have, we had a great shark. Yeah. That was awesome. There's little, little five-year-old girl that drew us a big shark. Okay. Oh, what one should I do? Are we gonna run out of time? Cause I, I should probably prioritize, right? I have two more and that's it. It's, it's flexible. I have, how do I have three? I guess I was hoggy with my choices. So this is Bear Town. This is by Frederick Bachman. He wrote A Man Called Uva. Um, if you've ever read a book that just stays with you after you read it, and I'm totally late to the party because this was published in something like 2015, 2016. Um, and I just read it this summer. And now I have book hangover because it was so good. Um, it's dark, but it plants those seeds of sunshine in there. And the characters are so well developed and I like they became part of my life and it's it's so good. I loved it so much that I've now also read like every Frederick Bachman book published. You know, I, I after a man called Uva, I couldn't I couldn't do any more of his. At some point I will, but I found that book so moving and so emotional. I, I love that it. one too. If you if you loved that, I'm pretty sure. Um, but like as a as a disclaimer, there's a, a pretty there's an act that takes place that sort of tears this town apart. So it's it can it can be disturbing. Did there you see feels. did you see the um, film? Mm-mm. Because it's really, it's really subtitled, but it's really good. The, of a man called Uva, not, no. not Bear Town. No, Bear Town is a series, I think, on something I don't have because I haven't seen it. HBO, maybe. I don't know either because I don't have a TV. But it, he's a great writer. So it, it, it is very. He's very good. Sorry, in aside. Mm-hmm. Men Called Uva, everyone should read it. It's so amazing. So much in it. It's just a great book. Loved it. 
Alyssa, it's your turn. All right. I'm going rogue, and I, because you talked about your Reese's book club pick, Reese also has YA picks, and I read one recently, the one for this summer, and it's called Tokyo Ever After. I don't know if anyone can see that. Yes. I love the yeah. I love the cover of that. I do too. It's like paper. Sorry, a reflection of my window. No, I don't have it in good. front of me. I returned it already. But do you like the Princess Diaries? Like Princess Genovia Princess Diaries? I did. I did. I, I did. Yeah. And if you like that and you like Japan, put them together. That's pretty much what this book is about. Girl finds out she's a Japanese princess. She's the daughter of the next in line to become emperor. She goes to Japan. She's lives in California, so she's very Americanized. So she starts to learn Japanese and all these other very traditional things. And she's not good at it. And it's adorable. Her best friends are very similar to her best the best friend movie. Like they made me laugh a lot. And I love that book a lot. I want this next one immediately. Those good. I'm glad you like I've read this year. So, so did you? So, do you think it's a solid pick? Like, do you like her picks? Because I think the Reese Witherspoon picks have been really solid. I, I agree. Just because of the reviews I've seen, uh, I this is my first Reese pick, and I picked it because it was marketed as Prince Diaries Goes to Japan, and I was all over that. I even watched the movie or I finished the book because I was that invested just to see how similar it was. Um, but it was so good. It like it didn't have a lot of unnecessary, like unexpected drama. Like you know what's gonna happen if you've seen the movie. But um it's it just really well done. I love the inside the Japanese estate and the royal family and all of the drama surrounding those and all the court politics and stuff like that. That's like my jam. So, and it's modern. So it was very interesting. And there's going to be a second one, I believe. They're better be because- Yes, they it is a series. Okay. Well, I appreciate that you went rogue. That's good. I, mm -hmm. we, we love okay. rogues. I just remembered that I read that. And I really wanted to talk about it. It's, if any, it's fairly <laughs> like new, so I hasn't read it yet. I don't know if we have it at the library, but. So that that's one of the ones we have. It's it's okay. here, but it hasn't been cataloged yet because of um, staff outages. Yeah, just because it's yeah, unsure. But it we do have it because I I, I was looking at the cover and I was like I'm pretty sure I just looked at that one and so I was actually over here pulling up my order lists and yes we did buy that one. <laughs> it's a great cover. I love the cover of that. I love it's the cover beautiful. of it too. Yeah, highly recommend. Okay, you ready, Danny? No, I don't have my cheat sheet. <laughs> go rogue. Just do it. Just go no, rogue. Go rogue. Melissa is setting the bar high. She is. Right. Yeah, she set it. I do what I want. <laughs> I do what I want. Gosh. Okay. So I'm going to go with um, Bookish Boyfriends, which is, this is book four in a series, the Bookish Boyfriends series, and this is Get a Clue. Where's my mouse? There it is. Um, so this one is a clean romance, a um, benign romance for teenagers. It's for middle graders and up. It says the game's afoot in the next book in the bookish boyfriend series, this time starring Huck and Winston. After Miss Gregory assigns the work of Sherlock Holmes in East English class, a mystery deepens at Reginald R. Hero High. Huck and Wynn, Curtis's younger brother, team up to solve the case. And while the sleuths gather clues, another swoon-worthy romance blooms. It even rhymes. Yeah. I like trying to read that was an adventure. Yeah, they just look, they look adorable. It was very theatric. Yeah, Good job. And there's, there's several. And they're all like light, clean romances. So if you don't want anything risque. Cheryl. She's the only person watching, yeah. I think. So, well, no, we we actually had like eight people watching at one time. Wow! I see a little count up on my window, like right there, right there. Right. The risque book recommendation book talk will be two weeks from now. Yeah. No, we did. We did that one. We did that once. We did. Oh, we did. We hot did hot, hot books. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hot. guess what? We need to do it again because I got a whole mess of new ones. 
<laughs> we could do that. Yeah. Did she say she loves spice? Yes, Cheryl loves spice. And SFW book up. I'm just going to talk about uh, Sarah J. Moss, so it'll be fine. Yeah. I got more than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. I've got some that were like so spicy. What's, we're getting one soon that somebody recommended to us. Cheryl and I, uh, Sharon and I were talking about it. We were, Is it TL, TL Swan? I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The book one in the, the, the yeah. They're, books. they're really good. <laughs> they're quite spicy. They're quite spicy. But really, yeah, they were a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, I'm ready for my last one. I'm going to wake up my phone again. <laughs> I actually read this a little bit ago, but it's been on the New York Times bestseller seller list. It is The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Okay, Midnight Library. If you had an opportunity to relive parts of your life, would you do it? Is the basic premise. Um, so somebody dies and they between, between living and death, there's an opportunity to go to the midnight library where all of the books of your life exist. And you could ha possibly have the alternative to make a different choice. I mean, like I know what mine would be like to never get married. <laughs> Sorry, that was an editorial that didn't exist in 30 seconds. <laughs> See, I went off and then I totally blew it. <laughs> this is the TMI. <laughs> like I know where I would like, you know, you're reading this book and you're like, okay, what would I redo? I totally would never get married. <laughs> but so anyway. I was actually listening to a podcast or a TikTok, I don't know, one of the two. And the the guy was talking about how like if you were offered the opportunity to, to go back and make that decision, you would kind of be a murderer. Because you would be killing off the version of you that exists now because of the choices that you made. Okay, we're getting the timeline stuff that's gonna melt my brain. Yeah. I just finished yeah. Loki. Please don't talk about timelines. It's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> well, so so the main character is this woman named Nora Seed, and for reasons that I won't get into this is what she's confronting. The interesting thing about this book is that it's a reader favorite. It doesn't really seem like one of those ones that got, got great reviews and then therefore sold a million books. It's definitely one of those feel good books that you read and you would definitely put it in the hands of somebody else. That book is so. everywhere on Instagram. Like it is because it and deservedly so. And is obsessed with it. Yeah, I'm kind of obsessed with it because I keep going, what would I do different? What would I do different? And I've always come to the, like, I probably wouldn't do anything differently because. Can you only change one thing? That's my question. Well, so what happens is like she would pick a book and it would change one facet of her life. Like, so she said, okay, well, what would happen if I went to this boyfriend rather than this other one? So then she gets to see what her life would be like in her other book. And it's not always what you expect it to be. And so it's a really interesting book that plays a lot with time and books and it's just, it's fun. It's a good- So do you notice that everyone looks super clear except for me? I feel like I'm on an episode of Star Trek, you know, it looks like they smear Vaseline on the, <laughs> whenever it shows like one of- oh, We're not gonna ask you what you do at your desk, Deanna. <laughs> I got, I got a, there. Am I coming in clear? Actually, yes. Yeah. A little bit better, yeah. I just thought maybe somebody was smoking. <laughs> no, I was like, I look like I'm on Star Trek. What's happening? Oh, it's my turn, isn't it? It's your turn. It is, yeah. Okay. You can do two in a row if you want. I can? Yeah, because okay, you have so two. This is so. The Skeleton Tree, Only the Wild Survive by Ian Lawrence. So um, when I was growing up, this is um, a middle grade fiction book. And when I was growing up, I was obsessed with survival novels. And this is an awesome survival novel. So these two boys um, go with their, um, one boy is grieving his dad, goes with his uncle, um, with another boy he's never met before. And they the boat sinks off the coast of Alaska. And uh, the uncle sinks along with the boat. So these two boys are left to fend for themselves in Alaska. But what I love is the characters are very well drawn and there's a lot of heart to this book. So there's a lot more going on than just their survival piece, which is super exciting in and of itself. But um, yeah, so well written. 
um, Ian Lawrence has like, yeah, he's just like such a gifted writer. Um, so survival, it's awesome. Cheryl almost grabbed that one. So Cheryl, you should have. Yeah. yeah now, now you know you need to. There's still time. And it's on the shelf, you know, because it's here because Deanna has it. So you right. know. Well, technically it's on my desk, but it, it will be on the shelf in a few minutes. Um, and so since she said I could do two in a row, um, this is my favorite middle grade book of all time. I've read it probably a thousand times from the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler by E.L. Konigsberg. And so it's this girl, Claudia, who is sort of in the middle, middle child in a bigger family. So she decides to run away. Um, and she runs away with her brother, not because he's the greatest, but because he's the kid who's the hoarder and saves his money. So he has money and they take a subway and they go into the Metropolitan Museum of Art and they hide away in there and they spend the night in the museum. And there's a mystery in the museum while they're there. I love that book. So I have to tell you, okay, so I, I served as a children's librarian for a very short period of time like early in my career. And I was told by the principal, I could not use that as a read aloud in fifth grade because it, it got people to run away. It taught kids that it was okay to run away. Right. Yeah. That's exactly why that book was written. <laughs> <laughs> is that like why Shel Silverstein is, is, um, uh, challenged because his poems tell people to break dishes instead of washing them? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the subtitle, actually. It's from the mixed Makes up files sense. of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler or How to Run Away. <laughs> it's so, that, and I remember thinking, like, seriously, that never even occurred to, like, yeah. Like, I, I had a third grade teacher read that to us. I don't remember thinking that. I mean, like, I remember thinking that it would be cool to sleep in a museum, but. I remember, I can exactly remember. The first time that I heard this book, I was in fifth grade and my teacher, Mrs. Hayward, um, she picked the greatest read alouds. It's like some of my favorite books. So she she should have maybe been a librarian, um, but she read us that book and I was just like, yep, that's the one. Love it. Yeah, it's such a great it's such a great book. And there's the mystery in that book is so fun. It mm -hmm. is fun. It is. It's just it's such a fun read. And it, it's one that like I just remember thinking, like, seriously, that's probably why I, school libraries didn't fit me. <laughs> so I'm like, seriously, like, I don't think this is going to encourage anybody. I worked in a school library once. I didn't make it a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. Six months. That was all I could do. <laughs> but we all ended up at MacArthur. What does that say? <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a great testament to that we have problems with authority. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and think we don't, so. and we don't ban books or yeah. yeah. anyway, but that's a great pick. I love it. Maybe we should just add that in every week. Cause <laughs> we should read like a page a week. Oh, that would be fun. Would take yeah. Forever. So good. Okay. I have Alyssa, my last you still one. have one or was your yes, role? Got the one last more. One? I got one more. Okay. But I actually picked. Okay. All right. My last pick is The Bone Season by Samantha Shannon. I don't know what genre this is. It could be YA, it could be adult, it could be new adult, not sure. Uh, just thought I'd mention that since I didn't say the genre for any of my other books. Uh, most of them are YA, but this one is weird. Um, it's also dystopian in nature, following Paige Mahoney, who's the main character set in a futuristic version of London in 2059, where clairvoyant people, or people with special mental powers, are arrested and persecuted. And she so gets is, in trouble. Is that the first in that series? That's been out for a little while, right? Yes, she's been working on this for quite a while. I think there are four or five books now. She just published the last one in the series, but the series has like eight books and she takes like two or three years to write them, I guess. So she took a break to write Priory of the Orange Tree, which was her fantasy debut a few years back. That one was like 900 something pages, but it was really nice and it's about dragons. And it's great. 
but this is completely different. I like I started reading this a while ago, 2015, and it's just got a really great. I like this book, and I like the second one the best, I think, because that one has like a magical contest in it, and I'm a sucker for magical contests. And it's not really even magic because they're like there's different levels of clairvoyancy and it's in like this fake book that they go by in this world and i guess Paige is like a very high level of clairvoyant which is why she's been hunted her whole life because she's dangerous and there's also this other race of beings that live in this world that coexist with the people of scion london but they're obviously superior beings so they're kind of just like toying with the humans at this point so she gets captured think, by them and then gets traded back to the government so this other race of beings, was it librarians? <laughs> no, it's more like aliens, we're but they're not even really that. <laughs> we are the but superior race of beings. It's messed up. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they'll never catch her. You know why? She's clairvoyant. <laughs> she knows they're coming. Well, I think You'd that, think that, that. I when that, that when that book first came out, the author was like 20 or something. Like yeah, she she's really young. She was like, like a teenager really, really when she wrote writer. this. Yeah. Is it does it is it kind of like an X-Men ripoff? Is it like a, if you I like X-Men? So. No, they're like they're the people with there's a whole chart in here about like whole chart levels of clairvoyancy including but not to elemental magic, soothsayers, mediums, guardians, furies and people who can jump from one body to another. Or push your soul out of your body completely and vegetable. Well, you know what will put your soul completely out of your body? Can we revisit? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? So Danny and I will we'll talk about like, hey, let's next week, let's do this weird thing. You know what we should do sometime is all read the same book. Yes. I think That's Alyssa idea. should pick the next book. Oh God, no, please don't make me, make me read some like 400 pound fantasy novel. I won't. I would do yes, that to you will. like standard 300. <laughs> I was going to say, you can impose a nice number. Um, <laughs> you know what I was thinking while we were doing this? Um, so you know how, um, not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show does the sing the song, yep. um, you know, whatever, but sing it in the style of so I think we should have to do book talks, like have a wheel we spin. So you have to do your book talk like you're Sean Connery. Or <laughs> you can't do that in 30 can seconds. Anyone do that? No, it doesn't have to be a 30 second one. It can just be a. That would be hard. That would be hard, especially since I don't think any of us can do a Scottish accent successfully. Well, yeah, that's we what could, makes it funny. We could do it like Bond. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching I think we have a week to figure out what we're going to do no, next. Mission Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to read this book. I love that book. Did you just say something about Oreo cookies? Okay, no. never mind. Because now I want Oreo theme. cookies. Dandy, did you have any more books? I do. I have one more book. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. I'm Although we haven't been very good about our 30 second thing to this. So story. my next one is from the children's department. And I don't know if it's actually here or not because I didn't venture downstairs. But it's called The Benefits of Being an Octopus by Anne Braden. And this was one of the um, like award nominees for Maine a couple of years ago, like a long time ago, maybe. Um, and it's it's a feels book. There's a lot of feels in it. So it's about a seventh grader named Zoe who is completely overwhelmed by her her life. She has to take care of her younger siblings. Her mother works all the time. Uh, they... It's okay, you can finish. Okay. Um, <laughs> like they live in a rundown trailer. Basically, Zoe is incredibly poor. And one of her teachers forces her to join the debate club where she is not able to be invisible. And she keeps telling herself that she's like an, apo an apocalypse. <laughs> that she's like an octopus able to change to match her her surroundings and balance a bunch of things in the air so it's it's a really good story but there's lots of feels in it i feel and like we do have that downstairs somewhere i recognize the yeah. cover i could yeah, have imagined have it. It. i don't know if it's in but yeah yeah i'm totally up for reading something about octopuses octopi. i have to go because um 
my CSA awaits. Oh, yes. So it is four six. So we are so CSA, CSA, by the way, is the community farm share share. I don't know what CSA stands for, but community supported share. agriculture. But it's really supported cool because for. there is veggies like you would believe. So I need and to I, go get the people want their veggies. I must go. Go veggies, go. <laughs> go. Hi, thanks Bye. for joining me today. I don't think I can do. I don't. I don't think I could ever do a Scottish accent. No. I could do maybe British Southern. My husband can do one, but he sounds like Shrek. So. <laughs> I'm not seeing the downside. <laughs> you haven't seen him do it. Maybe your husband could be our, like a guest speaker. Could he sometime. be an announcer for us? Or um, that guy from um, Austin Powers. Mike Myers. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I can. Well, that is correct. Mike Myers is Shrek. So, <laughs> so, so I just, yeah, um, his his version of Scottish is Mike Myers and nothing else. We just watched. Um, I've been watching all the James Bond movies, and we just watched the one with the cat that's just like um, Austin Powers. <laughs> one million dollars. Doctor Evil. When, anyway, all right. Well, it has been an hour, so we should probably wrap it up but thanks Alyssa for joining us again that was fun Anytime. with all four of us it was fun. yeah and I'll post the link to our room with all the links and stuff later and join us next week for another book talk live with me Danny Melanie Alyssa and Deanna I just volunteered everybody for next week great yay I volunteered uh -huh. <laughs>